Welcome to Mac and Jack Talks NBA. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode for this week's podcast. So, Mac, how do you feel about the hot weather lately? So, what do you want to talk about about that? It is finally summer in Vancouver, BC. So, let's talk a bit about our experiences today playing outdoors, as we usually play outdoors to train our dunks, train our alley oops. That was a joke, by the way. We can't dunk at all. Uh, so, we're gonna talk about our experiences there with the summer. The sun is great. The best weather in Vancouver. There's no wind to manipulate your shot. But I got a little bit of allergies. But there are negative sides to summer as well. Do you want to talk about that, Jack? Yeah, the negative sides towards summer is that my allergies come out from like the pollens and the spring flowers, and so it's a bit more difficult on my nose. Also. I know that some people have like food allergies, but I think that's probably worse because during this time, there are many people with allergies who can't eat seafood, and that is probably like one of the most prime time for summer right now. So I feel for them. What about you? What's your what? What are your valid allergies? Yeah, I'm mostly allergic to dust and pollen or p- pollen. Sorry, pollen from the grass, from the flowers, and yeah, they're pretty, but. <laughs> When I drive out or when I'm walking and I see a bunch of flower petals and stuff floating in the air, yeah, I get a little bit scared and I cover my mouth and I roll up the windows. Yeah, because you better not like sneeze in front of people because people will think you have COVID, man. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes I put on my mask and I'm a bit hesitant. I try to hold in my sneeze, just launch a nuclear bomb in my head, kill some brain cells instead because that'll scare a lot of people. Yeah, so let's talk about this morning's experience. So when we were driving around trying to find basketball courts, we saw that many courts were taken by so many good athletes because they apparently wanted to get the be a early bird, start exercising while it's good weather. Because afterwards, it just gets really hot and humid. What do you think? What are your perspectives about that? Yeah. So we went to our usual place. Well, one of our usual places. We're not going to name it. Because you guys will steal our courts, and there were two little kids playing there. Across from that, it's another court as well. I think there were two middle school kids playing there. So we drove to our little hidden townhouse place, and on the left side there were grandmas, or we affectionately call them Chinese jimas, doing their tai chi with the radio playing, taking up one court, and then there's this one lone guy in his. Chicago Bulls jersey playing and taking another court. So the bad side to summer is all of a sudden everyone wants to be healthy, and all of a sudden everyone wants to be an athlete and start balling, taking up all our courts. Yeah, isn't that funny? When it comes to when it was raining, when it was uh, winter, people just stay at home, pack the malls instead, rather than just go and exercise. When you could just do that, three sixty-five a year. But when it comes to summer, people start packing up like the the parks and the basketball courts are crazy. That people who generally ball on a weekly basis consistently are not able to to ball. I think the rich. I think the Vancouver City Hall has got to do something about that. Like 
yo, that's why there's no professional athletes besides Kelly. Actually, no. A little fun fact. The closest thing to become a professional athlete that made it to the pro league in the NBA is Kelly Olenek. And the oldest one is Steve Nash, who is now the Brooklyn Nets coach. Isn't that irony? Yeah, there's reasons why if you compare the greater Vancouver area against the greater Toronto area, the greater Toronto area has produced many more NBA caliber players, such as Jamal Murray from Kitchener, Ontario, Anthony Bennett, Tristan Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Patty Mills, I want to say? No, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. And while we have Kelly Olenek, that I would... I would argue, actually, geographically, he's not even part of the greater Vancouver area. He's from Kelowna, am I correct? And Steve Nash, who, man, he he entered the league in 1997, 1998, so I wouldn't even count him. And one of the reasons why is because our outdoor basketballs are just plain trash, man. They are not built in regulations. It's not even that hard. It's just 10 feet tall. For instance, the gravel on the ground is sometimes it fluctuates between uh, a upper slope and a, a lower slope. So for a basketball court, you first have an even rim. Sometimes it tilts more towards the right. Sometimes the hoop are even bent. Sometimes, sometimes we have even double thick rims, which you pretty much tells you not to shoot. You can just only drive in, but that's no fun because ball is life, right? And then another times, you have so many short hoops on even ground. It just affects your shot everywhere, no matter where you play. So if you have a different court, you go if you go to a different court every single time, you'll have to adjust a good thirty minutes before you actually get your shots up because because you're not able to align yourself you gotta make sure that your shot is straight just go with the flow not too hard not too strong yeah all the heights are different they're not they're not even it's not it's not as if they built them all nine and a half feet they're all over the place it is insanity if you're going to spend money to build a court i'm not saying you have to build an nba regulation court but put some effort. Something that's such as 10 feet with thin rims. I don't even care if you have nets or not. Have the ground be even at least. Be smooth. So yeah, in Vancouver, there's this community center who 10 years ago just recently changed the whole from cement and gravel to this material that I don't even know what it is it's called. Plasticky. It's kind of plasticky, slippery. Very slippery. And then... When I drive in, I sprained my ankle several times just from my open driving when in practice, just because the material was so slippery, making driving in so dangerous. Not to mention, you can't even really have a big motion for your J, like doing the crazy Steph Curry masterclass handles, jack up those wide range threes because I don't know who comes with that idea, but they don't build fence around the court because then if your shot goes off by crazy, you'll have to go in a very far distance just to fetch the ball. That itself 
is at least good 10 to 20 times. That itself is more of the exercise than playing basketball, shooting around the hoops itself. Which is funny. Yeah, we there's a high school near us, starts with an arm, and we're not going to name it, that has probably four half-court basketball courts, and they're slanted next to a parking lot next to where cars drive in and out. We have that school that Jack just talked about. They replaced the concrete, and concrete is fine for outdoor. Nobody's complaining, but instead, they decide to spend the money to put these little plastic grids on top of it. And in Vancouver, BC, it always rains. So it retains a lot of that rainwater. And so it's slippery. When you do a jab step, you slip. When you drive in, you slip. So many people have wrecked their ankles. I've landed a little bit awkwardly and tweaked it many times. And also, another thing is during these basketball courts, after you drive in because you're going in at uh, full speed or at a quick speed, you usually travel a little bit more and past the net. And a lot of these courts have a ditch, a little slope. So when you drive in too quickly, you fall down, roll your ankle, and then slip. Or there's no nets. And so even when you score and swish the basketball, the basketball goes straight through the hoop and then land maybe 15, 20 feet away from where it was. And then you have to go grab it and pick it up because there's no fence covering it. That is annoying. Yeah, another characteristic that makes bowling here very much of a hassle is that generally most basketball courts come with a sand pit so when you play ball it's like are you playing with sand pit because when you drive in because there are sands under the hoop under the rims so I'm not sure who's the actual defender the environment itself or the sand pit itself because are you telling us not to ball just stay home and just hit up the library do whatever it takes to be a scholar instead yeah sometimes it collects a lot of the sand or dirt and when you shoot the ball there's a little bit of backspin backspin or when you pass the ball there's some backspin and the sand just and the sand just rotates and flicks you in the eye and so you get a little bit of dirt in your eye you get a little bit of sand just flicked in your eye and you try to concentrate and follow through you're like ah frick man my eyes and then you follow through and you miss and you gotta not rub your eyes. You gotta blink many times, try to get it out, and try to recover from that. So if you ball in these conditions, you're a tough baller, man. Yeah, if you ever even make it to the Raptors 905 or G League, oh man, my respect to you. Because if that, in that environment, you're still able to make it to the professional league, the NBA is nothing for you. You won't even need to tape your ankles like Steph Curry many times. Because apparently, a great little news is that Steph Curry tweaked his ankle yesterday against Boston. Again? Yeah, against Boston Celtics. And he's like, I don't even know how I tweaked it. So, it just... But he, he played a really good game yesterday. So, shout out to him. 47 points. I think he's the, currently the most active besides Kobe Bryant since age 33 to have 10 consecutive 30-plus points per game. He is balling like crazy. He had a great game. 47 points, 7 rebound, 6 or 7 three-pointers made. Yeah, and Curry's actually not that young. He's baby-faced assassin. But he, he's gotten better every year, I would say. And, man, I, I hope next year Klay Thompson comes back healthy and we could watch the Splash Brothers do their thing. Or even, I want to watch Steph Curry kind of 
rests a few games. And I want to see Clay carry that G League Warriors team. That would be very interesting as well. Yeah, totally. I have great expectations for Steve Kerr coaching the G League Warriors. See how he'll make an adjustment when Clay comes back. And who stays on the roster next season because their contracts are just pretty much short term. Besides Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and Clay Thompson are at the core. Most of them are in two-way contracts or GR or one-year contracts only. So it'll be a great scenario to see how Bob Myers do his work again to create a championship team. I would trade Andrew Wiggins for a ham sandwich, man. Like, that guy needs to go. <laughs> oh, no. He somehow showed up when Steph played a good game. He caught himself 22 points yesterday, which is more than his average 15 points per game already. So you got to give him credit. Yeah, but without Steph Curry, this guy averages 12 points per game. And he's supposed to be the guy, the main focal point to score when Curry is out. Yeah, well, it's better than play- paying Draymond Green that amount of money because... Draymond Green yesterday in the Celtics game, he finally made a wide ass open three pointer, like really wide open, where you can at least a good three to five seconds dip and moment of silence just for him to make it in. So that comes to show you how much people respect Draymond Green's outside shot. For a guy who's averaging six points per game, maybe like five or six rebounds and like three assists. His contract is worth 100 mil. Like, yeah, I think that's a pretty good pay. I would consider Andrew Wiggins over Draymond Green. At least Andrew Wiggins defends the best opposing wingman on the team. He's improved on his defense. So if he just becomes more patient, get into the Warrior system by moving off the ball more, constantly moving, get rid of some of his bad habits that he had when he was in the Minnesota Timberwolves or even the Cleveland Cavaliers, I believe he can be a big part of the big three that Bob Myers or even Steve Kerr was hoping for. Yeah, I think we've calculated. So Rudy Gobert and Draymond Green pretty much gets paid a million dollars per rebound or points. But obviously Rudy Gobert brings a lot of defensive greatness, a lot of pick-and-roll damage, alley-oops, tip-ins, rebounds, blocking shots, which Draymond doesn't... I don't know how to value him or how to provide. I've also saw a short clip on YouTube where Draymond Green and Kevin Durant finally talk about the incident, that argument blow-up, where Draymond Green had his little beats... Uh, ear, uh, wireless earphones like the airpods the wireless ones and he was talking and he's getting cut out every maybe six seconds that is not a good endorsement watching that made me not want to get those beats earphones and he was saying how he was angry because people were all telling him to shut up like demarcus cousin was telling draymond yo shut up man just stop complaining just leave KD alone yeah you know why because KD is an MVP, a two-times final MVP, the greatest scorer since Michael Jordan. So Draymond, yeah, shut up, man. So one last thing we want to talk about is the overcrowding we see in Vancouver, BC. We want to do a call out and shame all you people. Hitting up Kitsilano Beach, hitting up English Bay, those beaches are trash and you hitting them up, not wearing masks, having fun, looking at the sunset, drinking your beer, 
man, I wish the cops come to you and hand you $1,000 fines. Yeah, like totally. I mean, it's, if you're even wearing a mask going for a short walk, keep your mask on because you obviously know when you go to those places that there are many people. It's going to be packed. Do your job of social distancing. Don't be stupid, stupid. Like, come on. You have to be playing a big role to stop these numbers. We were consistently doing a decent job until the past month, which is why there's a restriction of indoor dining because of idiots like you. Like, again, don't be stupid, stupid. Yep, so that's it for today. Give us a like. Let us know if you agree or disagree with what we said about people being stupid. And what can be done better from a government position or even a city hall position? What can the mayor do in a better place in order to help lead the community to reduce the amount of impact of the COVID spreading? There's way too much trash here. Don't force me to run for government. Don't force me to become the mayor. Don't force me to become the premier of BC. Because man, I might just do it. This place is just, there's so many problems with this place. And we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. This is the end of today's episode. Please like, share with friends, and subscribe.